Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I have Lauren Fonville on with us. She is an integrative energy practitioner specialized in EFT and tapping for stress, anxiety, and chronic pain. So welcome to the show today, Lauren. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So I would love to start with kind of a background on how EFT kind of came into your life. Um, I know myself, I heard about it a few years ago and I've only done it a few times. So I'm kind of curious to kind of dive into this topic and know how it kind of came into your life. Yeah. So um, I was in a time in my life where I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, stress and overwhelm. And I started to have panic attacks and I, you know, first thing (laughs) went to a doctor and um, they prescribed some meds. I didn't like the way that the meds made me feel. And I decided that I was going to try something else first and then, you know, go back to the doctor if, if what I was doing on my own wasn't fitting the bill. So I started with yoga and it that really helped me in the beginning. And then I was at the yoga studio all the time and I was surrounded by people that were into energy work. And then I went on to become a Reiki practitioner. And from there, I was in a group coaching program. And that's when I was first introduced to EFT. And it was a real, real game changer for me in my life and my ability to um, just feel more at ease in my body and, um, and, and feel comfortable. And so I continued to study it. And now I share it with other people. I love that. Can you define if people are kind of like, okay, EFT, what is it? I might've heard about it, but just a little bit unfamiliar with what it is. Yeah. So EFT stands for the emotional freedom technique. And it sometimes is also referred to as tapping. And it's this process of gently tapping on certain points of the body while you are simultaneously acknowledging the emotions that you are feeling. And it's a practice that can help with a wide variety of conditions from anxiety and stress to physical pain, uh, to limiting beliefs, to uh, insomnia. There's lots of things that it can help with. And I know that if you're someone who's never heard of this before, it can sound a little weird. You know, I'm going to tap on myself and I'm going to feel better. I mean, I know that that's what I thought when I was first introduced to it. I thought it was this weird thing. Um, but there is a lot of science behind why it works. And it's this process of really rewiring the brain. And um, it's also been shown to reduce cortisol in the in the brain. And cortisol is the, is the stress hormone, you know, that pumps through the body when the amygdala is firing and you're under... Um, you know, you need to fight back or or run away. And so tapping is this self-help tool to, to help you to feel better. And is this something that you should practice daily, multiple times a day, or, you know, if people are just kind of stumbling upon it, if they do it once, is it going to, you know, magically get things better? What are kind of those protocols? Yeah. So I will always encourage people to tap on a daily basis, but you know, I know that isn't always feasible for everyone, but this is a tool that can be used proactively in that way as, you know, just part of your daily um, routine, but then it can also be used reactively in those situations where you're feeling really overwhelmed or you're feeling really emotional, any, any intense emotion, you can, you can then take it out and use it. And I will say the more that you, um, the more that you do it on a regular basis, the more likely you will be to then utilize it in those situations where you are feeling really stressed out and and overwhelmed. And as far as, you know, can you do it once and have, and have a big shift? You could, you could, that does happen. Um, And sometimes it takes longer. And a lot of that really depends on 
you, a lot a, diff, a variety of different things. It depends on the person. It depends on the issue that you're working with, how long you've been dealing with this, um, and also your readiness for healing. And you know, and when I say readiness for healing, you know, most people would, if they're in pain, whether physically or emotionally, if you ask them, "Are you ready to heal?" They'd be like, "Yes, I'm ready to feel better." Right. But sometimes uh, subconsciously, we are holding on to these, these beliefs or these fears to protect ourselves. And we need to do some work to kind of peel back the layers to allow ourselves to release it. So that's kind of what I mean by that. It's, you know, sometimes there's, there's a benefit to us holding on to the pain, even if you're not consciously aware of it. And is that something for like a session? So say you're doing it to yourself daily. Is this like a five minute practice, 20 minutes, or how does that kind of fit into people's days? Yeah, it can be whatever you want it to be. There's no right or wrong way of tapping. When I do one-on-one sessions with someone, we tap for an hour. And I know in the beginning, if you're first hearing this, it's like tapping for an hour. That seems like a really long time, but I promise it goes really fast. Um, but if you're doing it yourself, I would say if you could do it for even five to 10 minutes um, at, at a time throughout your, you know, each day that you would be in a good place, you know, because it's a process of really allowing yourself to feel your feelings. And it's not something that we often really allow ourselves to do simply because we don't like feeling intense emotions like sadness, anger, frustration, overwhelm. The average person doesn't enjoy feeling those things. And so they stuff it down and then they distract themselves with something else. And I think we all can relate to that idea of, you know, over time that stuff really builds up and then it's going to come out in some way. Sometimes it's like lashing out at someone. Sometimes it's physically you're in, you, you feel feel pain because that energy needs to come out in, in some way. And so, um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's one that many, I know I can relate to for, you know, years ago, I did that and kept myself so busy and then ended up, you know, physically just getting sick because you're like, I am just on the go all the time and worn out and didn't want to look at anything. And I know many people that I talked to many of my clients at that age, when we were in our mid to late twenties, it was the same way. And you're like, underneath it all, you're like, oh, we feel lonely, but you didn't want to deal with that. And so I know that's a, that's a common thing that, you know, people have and shove down and it's, it's a real thing. And it's one that Ayurveda and yoga have helped me to discover like, okay, got to feel our feelings, even though sometimes it sucks. Right. Because you got to feel it to heal it, right? You got to be able to allow yourself to go there so that you can stop running from it and you can move through it. And it's, it can be scary sometimes for people to allow themselves that, that time and space to really feel it. But I feel like tapping is such a gentle way of approaching it. You know, it's not like you're having to dive into the deep end of feeling all the anger that you've been storing up in your body. It's a very, it's a very gentle approach. And um, that's one of the things that I love most about it. Is there other like practices or modalities? I know you had talked about Reiki and yoga. Do those kind of go hand in hand, you know, with tapping or what other practices do you personally do to kind of help EFT maybe, um, you know, come out and work its magic even more? Yeah. 
So, I mean, personally, I think that all, all of these healing modalities are, can be complementary to it because, you know, the idea of the definition of emotion is energy in motion, right? And so our emotions want to move. They don't want to be stuffed down. So whatever, whatever works for you, for some people that's going for a walk for other people, it's, it's yoga um, or dancing around, you know, so I think any type of uh, movement is, is going to be helpful there. And as far as me personally, um, I, I'm a yoga instructor and I, I love to incorporate um, tapping in with yoga. And I actually teach a, a class now, a yin yoga class where we do, we'll do a pose and then we'll do some tapping and each class is around a different theme of, of releasing something or, or inviting something in. And um, I find that those two together can, can be really, really helpful. In fact, I had a, I had a student uh, a couple of weeks ago who had never taken a yin class. I think she just, you know, saw there was a class available on the schedule and came, she was typically going to vinyasa classes. And so as you can imagine, if you're used to vinyasa and you come to a yin class, it's going to be different, right? And so after class, she comes up to me and she's like, I have never done yoga like that before in my life. And, and I said, yeah, you know, yin is definitely different than, than vinyasa. She's like, but it was really, it was like an emotional workout. And I was like, yes, like that is what I'm going for like it is an emotional workout you know and and we need to and we need to work stuff out like we don't even realize sometimes how much we're holding on to and what is really sitting in the body that needs to be released and, and um yoga and eft are two of my favorite ways I want to come to that class I'm like that sounds amazing and I just I subbed for a yin yoga nidra class last week and I was like Oh, this would be really fun. I try to have some themes woven in because I don't usually teach that on the regular, but I'm like, oh, that sounds delightful. I'm not qualified to leave a tapping one, but I'm like, I will definitely go to a class like that because that is some deep yeah. work. I love it. So very yeah. cool. And we are, I am starting to, um, that is going to be offered virtually too, mm -hmm. like through the studio that I teach at. So nice. Yeah. Oh, sweet. All right. We'll have to put that in the show notes to make sure if anyone else is like, yes, I want to do that class. <laughs> I'll put that in there. Oh, well, I want to know. So I'm, you know, yoga, Ayurveda, big mind, body, soul approach. How does, you know, tapping or EFT kind of fit into that mold of, you know, healing, not just the body or not just the mind. Cause sometimes when we think about like tapping, you're like, oh, I'm just doing those, but how does it kind of have all three woven into it? Yeah. Mind, body, soul. Totally. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because when we are experiencing any sort of intense emotion, there's something at the surface that we can attribute it to, right? Like, um, you know, maybe if you have an, a, a work deadline and you're feeling really, you're feeling really anxious. Um, and, but when, when you start to do this work and you start to tap and you start to talk about this anxiety that you're feeling, a lot of times it can bring up memories from the past or things that, um, you know, you don't think are related, but a, a thought will come to mind. And so, you know, things from, from your past, from your childhood, these memories can come up and it can be almost confusing because you're like, wait, that's not related to why I'm, you know, this memory of me in first grade is not related to why I'm feeling anxious today. But I always like to tell people that, you know, this stuff is coming up for a reason and we need, we need to explore it. And a lot of the time, these memories are things that are, have been stuck in our body and that we, and that we are holding onto. Um, and I know for, for me personally, when I was first introduced to it, when I'm dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety, I have tension in my neck, my shoulders and my jaw, I have TMJ. 
And in my first tapping session, you know, when I found out that that tapping can help with physical pain, I was very skeptical and I tried all sorts of things for my TMJ and, um, and, you know, had this one-on-one session and through the practice and, and working with this practitioner realized that there was so much anger. Anger was like the main emotion that I was, that I was holding onto in my jaw. And there was so much new awareness that came but like through that, through that process. And when you're tapping, what you do is you, you know, you on a scale of, of one to 10, you say how intense the emotion is or how intense the physical pain is. And you, you then, you know, go through the practice and you use words to describe how you're feeling. Um, and then you continually check back in and see if that number has, has gone down. And in my experience, it went from an eight to a two, right? Mm -hmm. And so to me, it was like, wow, there really is this connection between the emotional body and the physical body and, and, and what I'm holding on to. And then of course, there's all like, you know, my, my, how I feel about it <laughs> as well in, in all of this stuff coming up. And so I think it's all, you know, it's all related. It, it's, um, it's this practice of, of really helping you to tune to tune into that stuff like you can tune into the physical body which then leads to the to the emotional body mm. yes i love that and that's i have a client who has tmj and she battles all of the the issues mm. of the neck and you know we had to tone down what we were doing we were doing some personal training at the time and we had to take it to yoga and then we had to take it to a restorative yoga and just be so careful with that so that's where i'm like i don't think she's tried tapping so i might have to recommend that to her i know um acupuncture had worked for her but then just making the time and the space to to get right. there so that's where i'm like this is this is great to hear so if someone else might be battling some of those chronic physical pains and knowing that tapping can help with that is there any other common physical issues that you've kind of helped with, with tapping that people might be like, Oh, I did not know that, you know, like headaches, for example, could be helped with it. Yeah. I mean, really any sort of physical pain can, can be helped with it. Um, headaches, he headaches is one, you know, and I think I, and then I think as a practitioner too, I'm always, I'm, I know how well this can work, but I also know obviously tapping on yourself and like talking about the headaches sometimes can, can bring that on. So it is something that you need to, be, you know, careful with and mindful, mindful of, um, aches, aches and pains for sure, you know, um, and sometimes it's interesting what happens when, when we start talking about, you know, um, pain, physical pain in the body and you're focusing in and you, you use words to describe, you know, it's sharp, it's pointed pain, it's pulsing, whatever, whatever words come to mind. And then you'll find that the pain moves. Mm -hmm. uh, to a different area of the body. And that's called chasing the pain. And that is usually when, um, when you know, you're onto something, right? When the when the pain continue continues to move. Um, but I've had clients with, you know, I had one client that that had this pain in her in her shoulder blade. And, you know, there was no uh, physical um thing that that they could find that was that was wrong with it and we did a bunch of a bunch of tapping on it and a lot of emotional stuff came, came up and recognizing you know when it started happening the feelings that were going on and she she found relief um so you know the, i've worked with several clients that have fibromyalgia too mm -hmm. um i worked with a client that uh this was actually in one of my um introductory you know group classes and so I asked for a volunteer and she volunteered and she explained that she had pain in her knees and that she'd been on her couch 
for I think she said three or four days, like not really being able to move much more than to go to the kitchen to get some food and come back to the couch. And, you know, so we talked about the, how it made her feel right. Like feeling um, constricted and then the physical pain that she was feeling in her knees. She was very skeptical. This woman was incredibly skeptical and we tapped maybe for 15, 20 minutes as part of this demonstration. And she was so blown away. She was like, what is, it's actually working. Wait, I, it's, it's different now. I, I, I don't know what's happening, you know, like, and it was so cool for me to, to witness. And it was cool for everybody else that was in that group to really see whoa, like something, something's happening right now, you know? And um, by the end of the session, she was like, I, she's like, I'm going to go wash the dishes. Like she was like so <laughs> excited that she could go wash her dishes because they'd been building up for days probably. And she was staring at it. You know, when she first told me that I was like, that's probably not what I would do <laughs> if I was feeling better, but um, you know, like that she felt, you know, enough energy and less, no pain in the knees. Um to do that so it's just it's it's amazing what our what our bodies hold on to and how they're really truly are emotional contributors to physical pain you mm. know yeah and I want to kind of go back to that chasing the pain that you brought up because I think that would be something to kind of um fascinating to dive into and talk about that because I I mean I've heard that from other people are like oh my pain you know maybe it was in my shoulder and now it's down to my elbow so can you share a little bit more about what chasing the pain means and you know what that kind of presents like in the body yeah. So, um, so that happened with the woman that I mentioned with the shoulder blade, you know, like it was in her shoulder and then it moved down to her lower back. And it's just like the physical sensation in the body changes. And, th and that can be almost, you know, confusing to people. It's like, what is happening right now? And to me, that is always an indication like, okay, there's definitely, you know, almost always in any kind of pain, even if you were someone who had some sort of physical incident, like you were in a car accident, right? So that explains why you were in this neck pain. Even if that's the case, um, there, there's always going to be an emotional component about it, right? Like this, how do you feel about the fact that this happened to you? And then you're going to feel frustrated. Maybe it's going to make you anxious because you're not sure if, um, you know, doing some sort of activity is going to bring it on. So then there's a fear. And so you get caught in this loop, this cycle of I'm in pain. I'm scared. I'm going to be in more pain you know, that causes anxiety and then it just continues. And so that anxiety and that emotional part of it exacerbates the pain. And so when we can hold space for that, um, then sometimes it will, it, it will shift in the body and just move to a different area. And so then the way that that works is that we just then use words to describe, well, how does it feel now? Like if it felt pulsating before, maybe it feels sharp now, or maybe it's just a dull pain or, and you just use those words as you're tapping on these specific points of the body. Um, and, and you allow your mind to kind of just do its thing. And a lot of these things from the subconscious mind will come, come up and then we just explore them. So it's really this organic process of just connecting the dots and, and seeing where it goes. Mm. And then eventually the goal, the pain is just, it goes and it leaves the body completely to, to release it. Yeah. Or at, at, at minimum reduce it, but yes, to, to release it fully. And I mean, you know, that's not to say that like, it's a, it can be a one and done thing. Like, so for me with my, with my TMJ, I went from an eight to a two that day. Um, and that's not to say I never had another TMJ, uh, you know, issue, but 
I have not since incorporating tapping into my daily routine, I have not had a flare up like that. I mean, I used to have flare up so bad that I couldn't, you know, open my mouth all mm-hmm. the way, right? Like I had like such res- restriction there. Um, and that has not happened. So um, I, I, am a, I am a testament to the fact <laughs> that it has worked and uh, makes me obviously feel a lot better. Nobody wants to be in pain. We want to, we want to feel at ease in our bodies and we deserve that. And is that something like for you, you know, your TMJ, it reduced down to that too. Is this something that you see in people that if they're not practicing regularly, can it jump back up or, you know, how does that kind of stay or does it stay no reduced? Well, I think it's dependent upon what you've got going on in your life, right? Like if you've got outside factors that are causing anxiety and stress, and that's where you manifest your, your stress then it's probably going to come back. Um, But knowing, having awareness around it and awareness around the emotions, I think is a a big factor in why I have not had that flare up, Mm -hmm. right? So like, if I start to feel the tension, or if I start to feel discomfort in any way, it's like, okay, something, something's going on. And there usually is something in my life that is, you know, stirring something up that is causing some causing some anxiety or stress or intense emotional stuff. And, um, and then when I take the time to address it, it goes away. <laughs> so kind of get into that root cause and just knowing what your root cause is that causes those pains. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. That's exactly what this work is. It's just peeling back those layers to really get to that root cause. And, um, and when you have that, that awareness around it, then you begin to think about things differently. And then when you think about things differently, you feel differently. I would love to. So this is kind of a personal story. And as we're talking, I was like, oh, this is fascinating. Cause I have not had this pain. So my son who is six now, um, like I had this horrible glute pain, don't know what was going on for basically five and a half years. Cause I'm like, knock on wood. I'm like, I have not felt this pain, you know, probably in the last six months when this has been something that it was like a daily pain. So I went to a pelvic floor PT and I did some of the work. It wasn't necessarily helping with the glute, but you know, it helped with the other stuff that I was working on. So I'm like, huh, all of a sudden it's kind of disappeared. And I'm like, I'm wondering, cause I did, I did a lot of like work, I suppose on myself the last, you know, this past year and worked through a lot of the shadow stuff and emotion stuff. And so as we're talking and I was like, that is fascinating. Cause I'm like, I bet I probably tapped on whatever, whatever fear that was or whatever. Cause I, in my, in my gut was like, I don't think this is like a physical thing. I think this is more emotional body and it's showing up here. And I'm sure it had to do something with his, with his birth and like getting through those emotions. And, you know, as we're recording right now, I'm actually pregnant. And so I'm like, that's probably, you know, what I had to work through to even become pregnant, you know, this past year before I'm like, okay, I'm finally ready to like move forward and, you know, go on. And so I'm just kind of connecting those dots as we're talking today. And I'm like, oh, this is so fascinating. Just how, you know, how this emotional body and how we're, I mean, we're not just like the mind body, you know, emotions, we're not all separate. It's all tied together and it just shows up in funny ways in the body. So thank you for opening my eyes to that today. Yeah. And congratulations on being pregnant. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just amazing, you know, how wise our bodies are. And so often we, we ignore 
a pain, right? Like, and I am, I have definitely been guilty of this. And this was before I got into this work years ago when I was like into running and I would have this little pain in my ankle and I didn't address it. I was like, it's fine. You know, like it was only when I was running, it'll go away. You know, no, I ended up having a hairline fracture. Right. But like, and that's an extreme case, but, <laughs> but, but when our body is telling us something, when we have an ache or a pain, that is our body's way of communicating with us. And we need to listen. <laughs> we need to listen. And, um, and when, and I, I love that, that phrase. And I say it a lot, like when we listen, uh, we need to listen when our body whispers, so we don't hear it scream. And it's just, it's just so true. If you, and sometimes it's simply asking yourself that question. Okay. If this pain could talk, what would it say to me right now? Mm-hmm. And when I ask clients that question, it's like, I need to rest. So, so often the answer to that question is I need to rest. And it, and yet, yet we're in this society where it's like, go, 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 push, 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 do, 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 you know what I mean? And like, we don't listen. And, and then what happens? We end up getting sick or we end up hurting ourselves more. And then we have to listen. We get to that point where the body is screaming and now you are laid up on the couch trying to, and you're, and you're, further down that that pike of of feeling like crap and um nobody wants that so we need to listen people we need to listen <laughs> yes yeah and i's uh you know i'm a pitta and i work with a lot of pittas and that's like my number one thing is you know getting them to slow down and honoring the rest and just like knowing like it's okay to take time off so I think a lot of people probably listening can relate to that of just being like, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. And a lot of the times that's where the the sticky stuff comes up for, you know, people who like to run and then go, 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 go. I got to do everything. Cause you don't want to deal with the stuff underneath, but then you're like, Oh, dealing with it. Like I probably did. And then I'm like, wow, there is magic on the other side of it. You know, instead of being like, <laughs> I have to live with that. That's just something I'm going to permanently live with. I can't figure out what's wrong when you're like, okay, it's actually not the physical body. You know, we got, we got a little deeper and then, you know, getting to that root cause again. And, um, I think that's, that's so key and that slowing down and listening to the body is huge. So, and I think EFT is a great way to do it. Listening to the body. Definitely. And I feel like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people too will come to me and I'll always be recommending meditation. Right. But so many clients will be like, I can't turn my brain off. You know, that whole monkey mind thing. And I find that tapping can help with that. So if you are someone who says that you cannot meditate yet, you know, you've got too much going on up there. Tapping is a beautiful way to get started. I feel like it's a, it's a great first step because in, um, you know, in these thoughts that we're having, you can start to say them out loud because sometimes we spend so much time thinking the same thought over and over and over again. But when we allow ourselves to say it out loud and tap on these specific points of the body while, while doing so, sometimes that in itself can create a shift and, and you have this awareness of like, you know, something that felt really true in the beginning starts to feel, you know, wait, that's not true. Or I feel a little confused about that now, or that's silly. I can't believe I thought that, you know? And so, and then that helps to release it. Right. So I like think of it almost like as like all these little sentences or thoughts kind of jumbling around, like I'm a very visual person, like in your brain. And when you're tapping on it, it's like, you know, creating space, like almost pushing all that stuff to the sides, allowing yourself to acknowledge it, so then you can then you can move into a meditation and sink in a little bit easy more easily. Yes, I love that. And if people want to practice with you, I know you have a masterclass. Um, can you share a little bit more about that? 
Yes. So it's a free masterclass and it goes into a lot more of the science behind what EFT is, how it works, what it can help with. Um, and then there's a practice that's part of it too. So you get to experience it in your own body because talking about it can only do so much, but really experiencing it is where the, where the magic happens. So you can access that by visiting mindshiftwithlauren.com forward slash masterclass. Perfect. I'll put that in the show notes. And I know you have a YouTube channel as well that I saw and you have some tapping over there too, for people to kind of watch. Yeah. I have tons of videos over there. So depending on, you know, what you've got going on, whether you're feeling sad or angry or frustrated, um, you can find, (laughs) find the video that's appropriate and tap along with me and you'll learn where the points are. Um, and I will say this, you know, and I love tapping videos, um, because, you know, it can help people who are beginners to learn where the points are. And, and a lot of times people will struggle with coming up with the words on their own. Um, and so ha- following along and, you know, just repeating after someone can can make it a little bit easier. But I will say this, like one of the most important parts of tapping is really using your own words um, and acknowledging how you feel. So when, you know, you're following along with a video, if the practitioner is saying something that doesn't really resonate with you, change it to to something that really does because that's where that's where the the beauty of this really um is going to happen because you're tuning into how you feel uh so just a little caveat to to the videos but yeah and then i i have a weekly newsletter that i send out a new video each week and you can um sign up for that on my website too sweet and is there anywhere else that you're at online that you want people to connect with um, well, all of my, all of my social media is, um, um, you know, the links are on my website at mindshiftwithlauren.com. And you, if you search on Instagram for mindshiftwithlauren, um, you can find me over there too. Perfect. Well, I just have one final question. I always like to throw out a weekly challenge to the listeners. And then when I have a guest on, I have you throw out the challenge. So what would you like that challenge to be for everyone this week? Yeah. I would love for the challenge to be um, just, let's say tapping on, or maybe not even tapping, right? Some of the additional points, um, and you you can learn this in the master master class, are at the tips of the fingers. So if you just squeeze gently at the bed of the nail on any single, any finger, and you can go from finger to finger and just um, do some nice deep breathing, just for even even 30 seconds, 30 seconds to a minute, <laughs> it's going to help you feel calmer and, and more relaxed. And part of the reason of why that is, is because it's sending that message to the amygdala saying that you're not in fight or flight and it's reducing the amount of cortisol in your body. So just squeezing those fingertips and taking a few deep breaths, maybe each morning would be a great challenge for everybody. I love that. And that's always one that I'm always looking for like quick tips to give people. So that's brilliant for people that they can do at their desk or at work mm-hmm. and, you know, people don't even know what they're doing. And that's, yeah, that's and it's great. great for kids. It's great for kids. I always, especially with like, you know, um, going back to school and, and all of that, it's uh, the, these um, kids are under so much stress and so, and they have so much anxiety. So maybe if, if it's about, you know, a test that's coming up or, you know, a friend saying something to them, I always tell my kids, just like, put your hands under your desk. And even if you don't, even if you have your hands on your desk, it just looks like you're fidgeting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, this isn't one where you're actually tapping, you're just squeezing those points. And um, I know that it's helped my kids out a little bit. So it's a good one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll have to share it with my son. Thank you so much for that one. Awesome. Thank you. This is so much fun.
Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing all your wisdom about EFT with us today, Lauren. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power.